Hello, friends. Today on the Effective Church Leaders podcast, we want to continue our discussion of 2023 church trends. Thanks for joining us. We are Carrie and Becky Holton. That's right. And as we mentioned last week in episode 140, we've come across a very thought-provoking blog post entitled Future Church, Eight Church Trends to Watch in 2023, and it was written by Carrie Newhoff. Last week, we discussed two of the eight trends that he mentions in his post, and today we want to talk about a few more to discuss a few of them. Yes. And here is one of his predicted 2023 trends that we want to discuss. Give and it, it to is, us. The line between digital and in-person will blur even more. What do you think he meant by this trend? That's an interesting one, isn't it? Okay, yeah, very interesting. Well, in general, he means that churches should continue to use online digital methods to reach people. You know, the terminology that applies in church world for those churches that have both in-person assemblies and an online digital presence is hybrid church. Mm-hmm. As in car. Hybrid car, hybrid church. Yes, right. (laughs) Well, we noted in last week's podcast that Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z has embraced the hybrid churches concept. They have embraced the online presence of churches. And boomers, well, not so much, but the younger generation, oh, they connect with the digital world, and that includes the digital presence of churches. Yes, and interestingly, Recent research seems to show that a fantastic church online presence actually drives demand for in-person experiences. That's fascinating. Yeah, and that's just another piece of evidence that the line between what happens online and in real life face-to-face, well, that line gets thinner every year. So you are saying that having a robust online presence Well, it isn't a threat to your in-person assemblies, right? That's right. I think that is a fear of many church leaders. Absolutely. That if they have an online presence, people will opt out of coming to a physical location on Sunday. But research says that just is not the case. Done right, having an online presence fuels in-person attendance and participation. Love it. Newhoff believes that in the future church, a robust online experience will lead to a growing demand for in-person experiences. In other words, you church leaders, well, you'll get the connection and the results that you're all hoping for by continuing to have an online experience along with your in-person experiences. So this is no time for churches to exit the digital world, right? Right, right. In fact, another 2023 trend that Newhoff sees is that churches that embrace online ministry, they're going to start seeing results, and that's some news we all like to hear. Mm -hmm. Here's a statistic that our listeners will find interesting. According to the LifeWay research, before the pandemic, only 27% of churches offered any live streaming of their services or sermons. Isn't that amazing? Post-pandemic, 92% of churches live streamed their services. Yeah, and guess what? Uh, Many church leaders today are wondering if they can now throttle back 
on their live-streamed worship services Mm -hmm. since the pandemic is waning? True. That's a question we hear quite a bit. In fact, as you know, what we would say to that is the world reopened, a surprising number of churches throttled back their online services, hoping to drive in-person attendance. Our perspective is that not only is that a really bad strategy, but it's really very short-sighted. Yeah, I think so. Well, first of all, churches that throttle back their online presence effectively slam the door shut on most all of the new people they hope to reach. Oh, that's that's bad. I mean, I mean if everyone you want to reach is online and they are, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you try to reach them online? Right. Absolutely. And then second, the people you're trying to reach online will increasingly, well, they're going to want to be connected in person. And if you position yourself to facilitate that, then everyone's going to win. Yeah, I think so. As the line between digital and in-person continues to blur, more and more people seeking spiritual truth, and they are out there. Yes, they are. More and more people will look for it online and investigate further in connecting with people face-to-face. So, the bottom line is that in 2023, churches that have thoughtfully and strategically experimented with an investment in their online strategies will start seeing results. Attendance will grow. Micro-church experiences will multiply. Small groups will flourish. And engagement with the church will deepen. That's what we believe. Mm-hmm. It sure is. Well, hon, let's share another of Newhoff's 2023 trends, and that is the purpose of the weekend sermon will shift from an an attraction to an anchor. So what in the wide, wide world do you think <laughs> Newhoff meant by that statement? Okay, shifting from an attraction to an anchor. Well, well uh, let's preface this discussion by thinking about this. In the past, at least a generation or two ago, The only way to hear a preacher was to attend a local church. So, great preaching drew crowds. And even when the preaching wasn't that great, it drew people because, well, that was the only place Mm -hmm. you could really hear sermons. Well, unless you were watching TV ministries. (laughs) True TV ministry breath. (laughs) But, But think about this. For centuries, sermons were scarce. They were time-limited events. You had Mm -hmm. to assemble at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. to hear one. That's true. And as a result, if the preacher was decent, the sermon became a draw that boosted attendance. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward to today. Sermons from incredible communicators are anywhere and everywhere. They are also free and available on demand. But many church leaders behave like nothing has changed. They still act like people will, well, they will come to an in-person assembly just to hear a good sermon, except now. Interesting. Yeah, except now people have access to a thousand other sermons online, and let's be honest, some of those sermons are more compelling than yours. Now, we want to pause here for a second and say we are not insulting the preaching of the church leaders that are listening. Right. We know how hard preachers work Mm -hmm. and how sincere they are we come from a long line of preachers. We, we're we just sharing some things that have changed in our lifetime and in yours. And, and it just might be better for us to consider other reasons people gather. Maybe that's a, a good thing for us to think about at this juncture. You know, I think they come together to eat the Lord's Supper. That's one important thing to eat together. 
uh, or to experience community, or maybe they come to connect with people, or to be involved in a children's or student ministry. And of course, to have an experience with the body of Christ, well, that cannot be duplicated online. The face-to-face assembly is an experience that doesn't always translate online. In fact, I would say it seldom does. There's just no substitute for the in-person assembly. Correct. And I'm sure people gather for the message or the sermon, too. It's just not the drawing card that it used to be. Right. So... Back to our statement that we made earlier, that the weekend sermon you know, will shift from an attraction to an anchor. In the future, Newhoff believes preaching is just not going to draw a crowd nearly as much as it will anchor a crowd. That is, with all of the competing information and viewpoints in the world that are out there and competing for our time and attention and our brain cells, well, the preacher's job will be to help people discern a clear understanding of what's happening in the world through a biblical lens. I like that. I think that is really an inspired perspective. Yeah, I like that. Actually, you know, this talk of a trend in preaching and sermons makes me even more aware of our need to rethink what we do on Sunday mornings. Maybe our preachers don't need to be preparing a sermon every seven days because there are so many sermons online that can be streamed in. Maybe we don't need to hear a sermon from our local preacher every Sunday. Whoa. So you're thinking we need to rethink what we do on Sundays and rethink the role of our preachers? I mean, that's that's pretty big. Well, I do. I do. I think we need to reexamine. I think we need to rethink, of course, in light of Scripture. But y- yes, exactly. You know, technology has changed so many things that we have been accustomed to for generations. Why, for example, would streaming sermons into the assembly not be an idea worthy of consideration? Well, it's getting teaching done, so that's the command. That's right. Uh, Again, why not modify the job description of our preachers? You know, it's almost impossible to produce top-tier messages week after week that can compete with the best that's available on the Internet. And this is not a pressure that any previous generation of preachers dealt with, honestly. No, they didn't. It's an unsustainable pressure, too. Mm -hmm. So why not rethink the Sunday morning sermon and the role of our ministers? It It just makes sense to me in the technological age in which we are now living. I really... I... I... Boy, this is one to chew on, isn't it? I really think it's big, and it's certainly worthy of thought, because you and I have talked a lot about, yes, we must get God's Word into people's hearts, but if people ever needed anything these days, it's help with what to do in this world from a biblical perspective. Well, and can't we rethink what might be the best way to get God's Word into people's hearts? It may not be asking our preacher to prepare a fresh, new, life-relevant, Bible-based, interesting sermon every seven days. That may not be the best way to get God's Word in people's hearts. It may not be. Well, we're talking, there will be another way to get it into their hearts. Oh, yeah. But how to help them see the Word of God and those messages as an anchor for their lives, that, that is really it's more about the just knowing about and how to live within 
what God is needing for us to how he needs us to live in this world. And especially in an age in which there are so many dangerous ideas in our culture that are floating around. Yes. Yes. Uh, people do need some direction, and, and they need an anchor, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the preacher can provide that. So I do like that idea. Yeah. Are there other 2023 trends that we want to discuss today? Well, maybe briefly. Uh, here's another one from Newhoff's blog post. He, he says that one trend that we're going to see in 2023 is that the volunteer crisis will move from acute to chronic. Well, we hear a lot about that. People, there's no one to do anything at churches anymore. And I do believe church leaders are finding it harder to find volunteers to staff their ministries. And there may be several reasons for that. I mean, attendance is down. Commitment levels may be down. And possibly one way to respond to a volunteer crisis is to reduce or prune the number of ministries that churches support. Yes, uh, my guess is that's probably what some churches will be forced to do is to prune their ministries. Yeah. And can we suggest that maybe the best way to counter this shortage is to change how we think and talk about volunteering? You know, many church leaders talk about the position. They talk about time commitment. They talk about responsibilities in the role. You know, that could be demotivating and a bit uninspiring just to hear that. I think you may be right about that. You know, many churches make volunteering more about the organization's needs than they do about the gifts of the volunteer. That's right. We believe the Bible teaches that God gives people spiritual gifts. Uh, We believe the Bible teaches every person in the body is gifted, and that's from 1 Corinthians 12. And using those spiritual gifts is key to our development as Christians. So maybe we should change our approach to recruiting volunteers. Uh, Maybe it should be about asking them to release their spiritual gifts. And these are gifts that each one in the church has. I like that perspective. I really do. I like that approach. I I think you may be on to something here. Wise church leaders may stop telling what they want from volunteers and talk more about what they want for them. Mm, I like that. I I think it might be the difference between filling church slots of service and actually fueling human potential. I really like that. And that's going to involve more people anyway, rather than just using the same people over and over if we open it up that way. But anyway, are there any more 2020 trends from the article that we want to mention? Well, I think just one, and we will just mention it. We won't go into any depth. Newhoff believes that ministerial burnout will stabilize. It's good news. Yeah. Burnout has been a real problem in the last three years. Uh I'm thinking of a Barna poll asking ministers if they have seriously considered quitting full-time ministry. And you know, that number peaked at 42% in March of 2022. It declined slightly to 39% in September of 2022. However, compare those numbers to 2017. In 2017, that number, the number of those who had seriously considered quitting full-time ministry was 11%. So, The last three or four years have been challenging for our ministers. Mm -hmm. Very, very challenging. And that ministerial burnout will stabilize. Goodness, that's a welcome trend for sure for ministers and their families and churches, just all church leaders. Well, hon, let's 
call it for this week's podcast. What do you say? And hopefully Newhoff's post and our discussion have given our readers a little bit to chew on. We've had some different ideas today. We hope so, yes. Okay, listeners, feel free to respond to any of these podcasts or feel free to respond to anything we say in any of them. We'd love to hear your your input and, and feel free to offer your suggestions on what you would like for us to consider in future podcasts. We really do appreciate your feedback. Just send that feedback, uh, your questions, your suggestions for future podcasts. Just send those to hello at EffectiveChurchLeaders.com. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast, and may God give you everything you need to be the effective church leaders your church deserves. God bless you.